Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Hey, property magicians, welcome to episode 44. So our guest today is Brian Sango, and my name is Vangile Makwakwa. You can find me under Wealthy Money on Facebook or Vangile Makwakwa on Instagram. And with me is my co-host, Oba Tumizo. Hi there, property magicians. How are you? I am Misery Maker on all the platforms. I am your startup property mentor and podcast host of Property Magicians. Hope you're going to enjoy this crazy episode 44. I still get shocked at the numbers. Crazy episode 44. We've got Brian Sango that I met at a property, at a prop tech conference of all things. Yeah, technology in property and how technology is going to be affecting property or how property is going to affect technology. You are in for a treat. Yeah, yeah it's so beautiful, <laughs> guys. Like, this was one of those podcasts that is just incredible. I can't yeah. wait for you guys to hear it. So we're not even going to hold you up. But all I'm going to say yeah. is Brian's story is incredible. He started off as a cleaner at yeah. the age of 18. And now like years, <laughs> a few, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 years later, he's building an international real estate company. Incredible yeah. and inspirational. So without further ado, let's, let's. hop on over to Brian. Hi, Brian. Welcome to the show. Thank you so Hi, much. How are you? For... <laughs> I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you to you and Mizo for making this happen. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Good to see always... you again, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Brian, please tell us who you are and just give us your background. Um, okay, so firstly, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Brian Sango. Uh, yeah. I am Brian Sango. I live in Cape Town, South Africa. Um, mm -hmm. I've been in South Africa for about 11 years now. And okay. popularly known as the property guy because I've really just been in the property space for, for a very long time. Long story short is I never really had property as, as my dream goal. Um, okay. I've always wanted to pursue medicine. And oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm laughing at the discordance. Yeah. Property, no. medicine. Yeah. Okay. So, so? I thought I'd be in a lab in a white coat somewhere. Oh my and, God. And here I am. So I moved from Zimbabwe in 2009, um, okay. obviously in the hope of just trying to, that, that was just after I finished high school actually. And I wanted okay. to, to maybe find a job so I can save up and pay for my studies and study through UNISA and everything. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a life story of um, extreme humble uh, <laughs> Humble beginnings. I got here. I think uh, my first job was as a cleaner, um, okay. parking marshal. Uh, I actually wow. had nowhere, nowhere to, to stay when I arrived really? in Cape 
lockdown. And wow. uh, the reason wow. I'd actually just come here was because, so my, my family was just going through, through a lot during that time and okay. being the first yeah. one child and wanting to, to just be, make it better. You know, move away from the drama and at least still try and pursue whatever it is you want to do is what brought me here. So right. I had a dream that I was in Cape Town because a number of people always ask me, Brian, why Cape Town? Of why course. Cape Town though? <laughs> yeah. So it was just a dream. And I woke mm-hmm. up, I told my mom, I'm like, listen, I had a dream and it was so vivid. I, can, I yeah. saw Cape oh, Town, wow. Sea Table Mountain and everything. Yeah. And my mom yeah. like, go for it. So go for it. Wow. With the like you had an actual fall asleep and wake up kind of dream. Yeah, not these like, not MLK, I have a dream type thing. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> like an actual, I fell asleep. I had this picture <laughs> in my head and I'm like, it looks so real. Like imagine I've never as much yeah. as been in South Africa, but here I have this clear image of what Cape Town is. So, so I told my mom, like any child would do about dreams they have, because you always want to ask Umar, like, please explain this and mm, blah, blah, mm, blah. Mm. She's like, no, maybe mm. you should go. Um, yeah. So with the oh, little wow. saving that we had, I, I came to Cape Town and yeah. yeah, I said, started looking for a job and the jobs that I could find were, were the ones that really were very humbling, humbling experience. Mm. Um, mm. it, it taught, taught a lot of character and so forth. But wow. during that journey, wow. um, as a cleaner in a restaurant, I was a cleaner at uh, Woolworths okay. Restaurant in Durbanville, which is in Cape Town. Yeah, wow. and then one day, one of the waiters was fell sick. And yeah. I remember the, our manager came and said, Brian, well, you speak very well. So I know you haven't you haven't done this before, but right. could you maybe just go onto the floor and zama something, Jay? Like try something, you know? <laughs> Be nice. Be, Be nice, nice to the customers. And you handle everything else. And, and that was my that was my opportunity. And trust me, anyone oh, who knows wow. you've been waiting for an opportunity to shine, when you finally get it, you are yeah. going to Sell, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I that's went, what you did. <laughs> I, I, I went oh, there. Wow. Overly nice, I was overly everything, and that's how I landed the job as as a permanent waiter. Um, oh my goodness! Oh wow! So that's in two thousand and nine, and then I waited yeah. for the rest of the year, and yeah. obviously now. Um, and property. Yeah, it's getting there, Mizo. Like I'm so in love with the story. Brian cannot be right. Fascinated by by the progression. <laughs> and I'm like, pro- cleaner, waiter. Yeah. Okay, yeah. tell us more. <laughs> and then I continue, and so now there's there's this. You know, yeah, what I was eighteen and a half, nine, nineteen, and yeah. Um, You've, there's this thing about being a teenager where sometimes we we are too well over ambitious and we believe a little too much and then and then now it's that and you meet the reality of life that you know okay. what you can be as smart as you think you are you can have had all the the accolades coming up in school 
but this is the real world now. This is the concrete jungle. All of what okay. you think yeah. you're entitled to is not yours. All of what you think you can get easily does not happen like that. So now yeah. I'm obviously trying to pay overheads like rent, food, transport, and, and on a waiter's salary, that dream of saying I'd come here to save and pay for my studies seemed like a real tall order because life happens, oh, you know? Life yeah. really... So, yeah. so the whole year I hadn't really got closer to the goal, which was saving up and so forth, because something Shit. kept coming up. And anyway, uh, so as you're waitering, I also waited in Cape Town. That's how I was able to pay for most of really? my fees through UCT. Yeah, I held um, down two waitressing jobs, and I paid for my fees, and then I got an office job as a mining and energy analyst and still kept my waitressing jobs. So at one point, yeah. I had three jobs, and yeah. I was able to pay for my fees and help my sister get through uh, beauty school and then apply for red and yellow in Cape Town. Mm. Oh, yeah. can, it, it can be good money, those tips, hey? You can yeah. do a lot. Yeah. That's amazing. That's good amazing. Money. And I think uh, it's good money, it's good experience. And for people like probably you and I and everyone else, really, if you have yeah. people person, it's, it's really the place to be. Um, yeah. So yeah. What happened now was I, I stayed there and had a couple that constantly used to come um, and want to be served by me because apparently I was a fun character. Oh, and, um, yeah. So they tried about three or four times to like invite me to come see their offices. Like, oh, on your day off, you should come, come have a look at our office or come meet our son. You know, things like that. And I just thought, ah, oh, you know, wow. it's really nice. You know, you know, some of us. Have yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you so had learned the South African skepticism. I, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like, like that. Like, I, want, I, I don't, you know, I don't know you like that. You're my client. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, on, the and then... attempt, on the fourth attempt, they then said, no, let's sit down right away. We just want to talk to you a bit more. Just find out more of who you are. So that, that was probably a lengthy conversation, but I won't dive into detail. Basically, okay. what happened is it turned out that this couple owned the biggest franchise of Remax, which is a real estate, oh, wow. a real estate agency in South Africa. And they said, wow. I saw, you know, breakfast and lunch extremely well. And they asked me, what do you think of selling property? And well, oh, I said, wow. I, I want to do medicine. They're like, no, but you know what? We really feel you'd be good at this. And tell you what, try it out. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You have nothing to lose. So we'll offer you. So I got a job with them as a personal assistant. Um, right. Because they were, they were selling properties in Camps Bay, Clifton, uh, and all these um, upmarket right, right. areas of Cape Town. So they're like, look, you will get the experience of seeing some of the finest real estate that South Africa has to offer. That's one. Right. Wow. So you work as our personal assistant and uh, you'll get a salary for that. Three, right. wow. the offices are in Cliff Street in Cape Town City. In Cape Town, yeah. And, oh, and, I love uh, Cliff Street. Yeah, <laughs> and you currently live in Durbanville in the northern suburbs, which is quite far. 
Wow. So yeah. we've, got, we've got an apartment that you can live in and you won't be expected to pay any rent. It's fully furnished. Right. Oh, and wow. That apartment was in uh, Frederick, which is yeah. in town, just yeah, yeah. In the three towers in Dyser Park. Um, and then, oh, and I got, I got tickets to the World Cup for free as well because <laughs> it was the oh summer. my gosh that was, now, had... yeah, that was early 2010 and they also said those 2010 pay was your year hey yeah. like wow that and is amazing to do property and yeah. yeah so i so to now answer why property property guy yeah and why the property guy property mm-hmm. didn't i didn't choose property i feel like it really came for me because it was mm. through strangers that i ended up in a field that i love so dearly yeah i okay, love the so, story so much yeah right oh like we need to go we can't just go to the usual question no we can't sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry the interview has completely changed now changed. uh we need oh, to okay. go like a whole lot deeper we will have you back to come talk about prop tech and prop all tech. that that's but, it. wow okay <laughs> let's go so ryan tell us so now you're in the free hook apartment right yeah and so then what did you do like how do you become the property guy do you sell yeah. properties walk us through this this is so fascinating this is okay so yeah now i'm there now now I'm obviously doing all that I need to do. So like, like you said, um, I also did the same thing. I actually negotiated with them. I'm like, no, okay, Monday to Friday for a basic salary is a lot. Why? Because I'm also one person who uh, really holds dearly relationships. And being away from home and having no family in South Africa, this Woolworths family, these fellow waiters of mine were like my brothers and sisters. And I really right. felt like I was... I yet again living another family to go somewhere else. So I'm like, I no, see. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm yeah. Monday till Thursday so that I can, at least I can be with them Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, wow. so yeah, so I kept, I kept both jobs and obviously seven days a week, I'm studying, I'm working Study. two jobs. Um, wow. I'm doing everything. Uh, so yeah, so I was with Remax uh, 2010 till 2013 i remained with them for three years okay. uh, while at remax I, I i touched all kinds of of positions really so yeah, i yeah. was personal assistant to the selling agents uh i worked for about a year and a half as a receptionist uh okay. which, was, which was also crazy because it was just you know, I, I had all kinds of, that was an experience on its own because right. I walked in, had, had certain views and certain remarks and certain things that they said, which triggered me in all kinds of ways. Kinds because of ways. Okay. There I was a, as, a, as a male receptionist, so young. And, but anyway, I, I, mm-hmm. I just knew what my end goal was. I knew that okay. my journey yeah. was unlike anyone else. Um, I had already seen that you know certain well not i don't want to say privileged but certain friends who were uh, in a better position obviously and yourself. they were mm. probably they got to study full-time and do what they need to yeah. do but i just I what i was what my journey or what i was called to do i just took it up and said you know what 
you you gotta just carry whatever life gives you with grace you know so mm-hmm. smile make the most of it and do what you gotta do so yeah all every single job or thing i had to do in my life was absolutely amazing i just enjoyed it to the fullest that is uh, such a good story yeah i jumped um i also did advertising for them they it was sort of like a promotion yeah because i remember oh, my wow so that is actually very important <laughs> tell us i know why that's important but can you tell us why doing advertising for remax what it taught you about real estate and how it's helped yeah. you on your real estate journey absolutely yeah. yes please so um firstly being a personal assistant that helped me to just understand more of being the shadows and just see what people yeah. do so i, I yeah. got to to watch like a daily tutorial of what the yeah. industry is about right and okay. i mean it obviously was helping me with my studies because i was studying right yeah and yeah. then moving over to being a receptionist that really taught me uh and it's something i still hold very dearly it taught me the importance of relation and trust building because mm. obviously when you are yeah. when you are at reception you are yeah. in the front line you know yes any client that walks yes. through your doors you are whether the or not they want to do business with that company is going to be determined yeah. by the determined first by you that they That's come so into contact with yes so, so I, i i learned managing my emotions managing my thoughts because there was you cannot have a bad day when you're sitting at at front desk you constantly yeah. have to smile yeah. it needs to be genuine I hear you. Um, yes so, so i i learned i i really learned about that i learned about the importance of 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 relations the importance of emotion the importance of a smile the importance of smiling yes. oh <laughs> because yes. i like that or i just you know resonates into your speech and whoever's on the other side of the line and so forth so even fast forward to yes. present day because of learning so much about how to build relationships um uh, i mean we'll get there i, I don't want to be you know jumping yeah. all over it, but <laughs> currently i sell properties to clients all over the world that have never seen me and don't even want to see the property that they're buying but simply because they trust me and they trust, trust you me. i they like that yes and, and that's like something that, i learned right. back then you know be yes. be who you are and um I think I, as well as being a receptionist I realize okay I'm already different from any other receptionist receptionist out. yeah yeah so at that time I learned the only way I'm probably going to be able to to make an impact is to be myself so I just yes. went I I stopped trying to be you know the receptionist thing oh. or yes Found you found your yeah. so you found your unique brand but then you had worked for for, for Woolworths right so you yeah. learned about <laughs> brand right you you, you understood brand and then you went to Remax it's another big brand i yeah. i i really really love that so Brian are you saying at Remax you didn't actually end up being a real estate agent or whatever they are called now real estate professional um did you get an opportunity to do that or not Um, yours was a learning from the back 
So after that, uh, after receptionist, I then did graphic design and advertising. And um, just to answer both questions, because I remember mm. another question sure. I missed earlier. Sure. What that taught me um, about real estate is the importance of brand identity, right? Um, ah, yes. It's all about you knowing your story and living your story, you know? It's one thing. Yes. One thing to have a slogan, but it's another thing to have Amen. to have it be shown <laughs> in your work ethic, in in how you present yourself, yes, in uh, yes. in what you do as a brand, either for the community or for your customer, oh, yes. or for the employee yes. themselves. So that that's one one strong thing I learned while I was there, and. Absolutely. So now there's, there's, this, there's this challenge that I faced again, which was unique to me. I mean, here, first and foremost, yes, uh, doors have been opening. God has been good in my life. I've, mm-hmm. I'm now in mm-hmm. real estate. Um, I, I was, I think, the first black employee that that Remax franchise had, I'm which sure. was another wow. door that I just walked into. And there you are. And it, 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 was, it was awkward in so many ways because there were days where you know, you... Is this the... Are you talking... Sorry, uh, Brian, when you say the other door, is this uh, the graphic design and advertising for Remax that you walked into? Um, no, just Remax as a whole, really. Just okay, sure. When I went into that space, I had to, first of all, um, you know, deal with... I, I thought this was probably just me battling within myself, mm-hmm. trying to right. speak a certain yeah. way dress a certain way because you obviously are just yes. the imposter syndrome that's what they call it that's what yeah. i have you know yeah. yeah and also this is what we talk about in the podcast is like the i guess hyper visibility it's called hyper visibility being the only one that the looks only like one in a space that's it that's it right? Town, so it's hard, yeah, yeah it can mm. be so challenging so yeah. wow that is amazing. such an important thing to raise brian that is such such a key thing but mm-hmm. you thrive anyway and this is yeah. this is what is so important for me for a young person. <laughs> thrive well. thrive might be pushing it i try <laughs> no but uh i mean now we're there now. for three years yeah yeah thriving. and we don't want to make light of the fact that this is so difficult you know because mm-hmm. like you're saying you thrived but, and we know there's a lot behind that but, right? Yeah. So, okay, so Brian, so now you get into the space. How do you then move into where you are now, yeah. uh, where you start selling property? What happens after 28, uh, 2013 when you leave Remax? So um, I, I studied and completed my and became a licensed real estate uh, professional in 2012. Okay. And, wow. um, and now I wanted to, obviously, I, I felt I could do what, what's needed yeah. to be done. Yeah. So I kept having conversations with them to say, guys, you know what? I want to sell property now. Of course. And um, now the industry was made up of certain requirements till date, actually, that you need to have a car, you need to have your own laptop, mm. and you need to have a smartphone and so forth in oh. order to sell. And I did not have... Yeah, pretty much. Any, yeah, any, 
That's any it. real estate yeah. job you look for, those are the requirements. And trust yeah, me, you can have an MBA and, and feel like on paper you fully are equipped to sell, but they will say, well, you do not have these. It's a deal breaker. And yeah, it is. With no car. What are you going to tell? Are you going to show clients around? Guys, this is so heartbreaking. Can we also just, I'm just, because I always do this, right? But I just want to keep pointing this out, that this is a structural issue and it keeps a huge segment of the population out of the real estate market. It keeps uh, previously disadvantaged people in South Africa out of the market. Yeah. Right, so people yeah. of color don't have access to all this these things. Yeah, yeah. And, wow. and fast forward to present day, that's really why I got into prop tech because it was all about saying, guys, as young, as young people, as young black people, the only way we can break certain barriers is to work smart. Um, okay, you know, wow, so that, that's what brought that whole approach up, but yeah. So now, Remax, I never got to a point where I managed to sell property because of what I did not have, and I started yeah. looking for other opportunities elsewhere. Um, I yeah. applied for a job in real estate as well at a company that's stipulated in bold on the Gumtree advert that I needed to have a car. I still applied for that job knowing full well I didn't have a car. I got into that interview and absolutely nailed the interview. And um, the last question was, oh, where did you park? As we are about to shake hands to say, you know what, welcome to the team. I'm like, uh, tell you what, I don't have a car. And now the guy, first of all, was one, very, very um, angered, well, triggered by the fact that, you know, why had I even responded to the advert if I didn't have a car? And then secondly, uh, so it was him and his wife. It was a very small, small business. And the second thing was, okay, the fact that you still, you know, believed so much that you'd be a worthy candidate with or without a car is something that's admirable. So what we'll do if you're as good as you say you are is there's a bucky that we have that you can use for the first wow. month. If you can sell a property within that month, then this job is yours. Wow. If you stay, wow. because what I stipulated was that um, I definitely think I'm a great salesman but I just do not wow. have a car. So he's like, wow. if indeed that's your excuse, then let's give you a car and see if you will be able to sell like you say you will. Um, yeah. Our offices were in Parklands, which is in the west coast of Cape Town. And indeed, as I promised him, in my first 21 days of employment, I sold two properties. And, and yeah, I guess I managed to prove myself and I got to keep that job. We were specializing in distressed sales in Cape okay. uh, and, mm-hmm. and that alone wow. was, it was a brief journey because it was a family small business. And um, when the couple okay. went through some family troubles, they had to, they were forced to relocate to Johannesburg. And I mm-hmm. said, no, I can't move to Joburg with you guys because Cape Town is where I'm meant to be. This is where I dreamt I was, guys. You know, I'm not forgetting my dream. <laughs> no one is oh, going wow. to forget my dream. So I remained with Cape Town. And, oh. 
another client of ours found out that the business was shutting its doors and they offered me a job. And this client was also in real estate and they offered me a job where I would get to sell passive income investment properties in Johannesburg and Pretoria, but they did not require me to move to Johannesburg or Pretoria. They said I could like do this. How does that even happen? Well, okay. in- wow. So, you are yeah. so in alignment though. Like as soon as it one is. thing that closes, is. <laughs> something else opens. You don't have it to opens. do much of anything. That's it. Like yeah. what? That's what I'm seeing. And wow. still no car, okay. by the way. Remember, still, still no car. Yeah. Still no car. <laughs> like but now, now you're, but now you don't need a car, Brian, right? Because the car has now gone. But now you are lucky. being asked to sell. You are being asked to sell from, or you are being asked to sell properties in Joburg and Pretoria online. Yeah. So um, oh. yeah, so I got that, and I was dealing with all the price valuations, all the acquisitions of the properties that we work on. Um, I was pretty much overseeing the whole process, but whenever it came to any anything that required physical uh, attendance, I had someone yeah. on. I had someone in Joburg and one person in Joburg and one person in Pretoria that would go to the properties on our behalf. So I was in charge of of Johannesburg. Uh, I was this company that I joined's first employee. And again, we were just growing and really making a huge footprint in the area. Uh, I covered Hillbrow, Berea, Yeovil, Bramfontein all the way into Maboneng. Wow. Again, there was a bit of a transition, which, which yeah. worked very well for me because bear in mind I'm coming from your Camps Bay, your 100 million, 300. Absolutely. I actually, actually got to work on a property that was 300 million and that was the mm-hmm. highest sale that was recorded in that year, the Enigma Mansion in Camps Bay. This was in 2011. Right. Right. And wow. Now, now, now life is taking me to sell bright. Uh, to say, Brian, sell properties in Hillbrow for like $150,000. Wow. And, and, and all I remembered before I even, I accepted this job, right? Because I needed yeah. a job. Yeah. But then yeah. my yeah. mom, yeah. like, when I moved to South Africa, my dad and mom always told me that Hillbrow is where people are killed on a daily basis. <laughs> all of, there was this, this, this dark cloud. And I'm, I'm like, how on, <laughs> how how on earth are you going to convince somebody about somebody yeah. something Buy I don't a flat in Someone to buy a property in an area that I will most likely not want to be myself. You know what I mean? So yeah. that was mental transition. Um, but yeah. then when I joined the company, I, I then really started seeing I started appreciating the fact that there are properties that help clients make money. Make you know? money. Yeah. The cash yeah. flowing ones. Yeah. The cash flow. And then I realized that also the market that I was trying to penetrate, which was the Camp Bay, Seapoint and whatever. Right. My fellow people were not the target market. Not because not, yes. not out of not out of will, but also out of affordability. No. Yes. No. I had right. I had friends and family <laughs> who even doubted that I was into property. Why? Because nothing ever connected me to my people. I was 
Exactly. You know, yes. I couldn't have a conversation with a friend or uncle of mine. It was just not possible. Yeah. But when I got into <laughs> yeah. and Berea, the price, the 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 dynamics that the the tenants I was talking to in the area, the caretakers, I we all came. We had a sense From of the same, yeah. because our struggles. Mm, I, I hear so, you. I, I, I easily just found myself at home. I found myself in an area where I did not need to be someone else or try speak yeah, a certain to way. Yeah, yourself. Uh, mm. I, was, I was myself. Of course, yes, maybe they, I was from another country and whatever, but that did not matter in that area. Yeah. When yeah. I was in yeah. Yeah. Bay, I was not only uh, trying to, to impress on... Basically, the, the entry barriers were, were so much, but now There's I'm so in the, many. I'm, mm. I'm in an yeah. area I'm like, oh, okay, wait, wait a minute. People actually see me for who I am. People actually see me for what it is I have to offer. And right, yeah. Believe and can afford this. And now it was not just about selling the property, but I, yeah. I, I, then, mm. I then told myself, no, this is about being as loud as I can to get other people that do not know or that think like I did that the inner city and other areas that don't yeah. look so great on paper are a bad investment area. So now I was really yeah. advocating for people to open up their eyes and, and, the and realize opportunities in, in an area that has probably been kept locked up from us. Because but when where I did, did you do wow. that, Brian? Because our podcast didn't exist. You know, we are the only people. Yeah, here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. <laughs> they say today is never denial. I really love what you are saying because you didn't yeah. just connect to the properties. You didn't just connect to your job. You yeah. connected the dot as well about... Where is the property investor of brown people? Yeah. This is yeah. where the opportunity yeah. is. And this is what we are not yeah. taught. And we, we don't grow up with yeah. that knowledge, Brown. Yeah. Uh, even though these flats have existed, inner city has existed, townships have existed, yes. but we never saw them as investment properties. Mm. So is that what your day-to-day, every day you do, you you try and convince mm. investors like ourselves to say this is where the opportunity is? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I stayed with Imagine. Um, the company was called Imagine Properties. Okay. I stayed, yeah. stayed with them for about um, five years. And oh, then at that, wow. point, at that point in time, I, I then thought, you know what, I want to start my own thing. And okay. an old colleague of mine and I got together. Uh, right. At that point, I was on some crossroads. I, did, I joined a prop tech real estate company briefly. Because I okay. also, yeah. I, this was 2017. I wanted to understand what this prop tech wave was about and being okay. young and using. And I am going to pause you for a second. Okay. So, what is prop tech? Okay. So, prop tech is pretty much uh, technology within the property space, right? Exactly. Remember, okay. Up until this time, I had obviously done something that a lot of people within the real estate sector thought could not be done. I was selling property, yeah. I was selling property in a city that I do not live in. So 2014, yeah. 2014 to 2017, I sold 542 flats in the area what? I mentioned. 
And I never, I only, wow. I only set foot in Maboneng. I still haven't been to Berea, to be honest. I only set foot in Maboneng last year in October, 2019 October, two years after wow. leaving that company. And that was okay, only, so, only done wow. through technology and obviously just not focusing on what you don't have, but yeah. making the most of what you do have, what resources are you Amen. Yeah. Oh, Amen. Brian, you talk my language. So you <laughs> say you sold 540 flats yeah. in those five years without yeah. ever having set foot in, That's it. in any of these neighborhoods. Yeah. I knew I it. Wow. An average wow. Of like that was my <laughs> target, apparently. <laughs> so then, oh, yeah, my gosh. Then we started our own thing. And so I got an ex-colleague of mine uh, and I got back together because, like I said, I did the whole PropTech thing just because I wanted to understand what tools, you know, they, what, what they're going to be doing differently. Uh, I was looking very futuristic. I knew PropTech was going to be a bigger thing in the couple of years. So this is the first ever PropTech company that had broken into the South African market and people don't even believe in the model at all. But I'm like, no, let me jump on. Let me yeah. jump what, on. What company was this? Uh, Property Fox. So Property Fox. What do yeah. they do? Uh, so they were an online... Basically, it was a platform that was coming in and saying uh, the plat, a digital platform will mm -hmm. help streamline a seller and buyer deal directly with each other. Directly. Oh, were, to cut were, out the real estate agent. Yeah, yeah. And for 1.5% uh, commission. So they were a low and fixed fee model agency model. Okay. that was cutting out the estate oh. agents and having a platform, which obviously has some human, in, uh, human um, yeah. component behind it, but it was really just a digital platform. I mean, fast okay. forward to present day, they now have a hybrid system. They offer both. They do. Because, right. Yeah, but anyway. So I, I joined them wow. and then, and then a, con, a partner of mine. So I own, I co-own a company called Property Made Easy now. Uh, that was yeah. okay. 2018. And mm -hmm. um, we were, so when I worked working for this company covering the Joburg area, my business partner worked for the same company covering the Pretoria area. Right. Oh, okay. And he also lives in Cape Town. And now when we got back together, I said, you know, my, we got back like a year or so after having left the company together, we bumped into each other and we just had a conversation. And this is how Property Made Easy came into being. I said, okay. you know what? Yeah. I've, I've, I've made a name for my, well, not made a name. My name was still very unknown then. But I've, I've, I've <laughs> now experienced enough in property and I'm doing things within the property space, but I right. still feel that my calling is not really to sell any property that someone wants me to sell because I was now trying to work on, you know, the Cape Town market. Just, I had a few properties in Seapoint and so forth. And to be honest, I was like, it, it, I don't sleep well at night trying to sell yeah. a property that I can't afford or trying to sell a property yes. that a friend of mine can't afford. I, yeah. It, yeah. I still was caught in this bubble where um, my, my, my friends are never clients of mine because oh, they simply can't afford, you I know? See. 
Yeah. And then yeah. now my conversation to him was those properties, that model of properties in Johannesburg that we worked on and Pretoria is still calling me back. And I still had clients and sellers from there who were like, Brian, uh, we heard of, because I was the top selling a agent in the area. So they're like, Brian, we heard so much about you. Can you help us? Can you help us? Can you help us? Uh, I had a client that came through international housing solutions and they said, could you help us sell 100 flats that we have in the inner city? And so I went back. Now I'm having this conversation. Right. I'm like, I think it's, it's just life calling me to order again to say, hey, listen, maybe you're, maybe you're yeah. pursuing the wrong thing. Just realign yeah. your energy into this, right? Okay. And, yes. okay. And, and I'm like, okay, so now I've got this prop tech. I, I've worked in these upmarket areas. I want to take the same professionalism, the same tools, the same everything yes. that you have, but take it to that market because maybe the people playing in that market uh, are just not giving it the professionalism it needs. So that was my yeah. idea. Yes. My idea. The idea. Now, my partner, Ludwe, is uh he lives in kailicha born and okay. bred in kailicha and he was also saying yeah. with me what we had in common that brian we've done so much for these markets that don't necessarily even appreciate us and yeah. i have yes. to take my experience and my knowledge back to the township, the I, want, yes. I want to do the same ekas. and we said okay wow. cool. so let's bring our ideas together because our people, by, do, by offering both this, the, making sure that we work in the metros, but only on the investment type of properties and in the townships is certainly going to heighten the chances of our friends being our potential clients. And, yes. and having done that, having started on that, just this lockdown alone, I've, I've yeah. converted 10 or 12 of my primary school, high school mates, to barmates, into they now own title deeds in such areas because exactly. they, wow. they can afford it. And that's what um, the dream My is. mission wow. on earth is completed, Brian. When you have committed <laughs> one property, brown property investor, you, you, you have done God's work. But when you converted <laughs> 10, you must know your know you've understood the mandate so so well yourself and Ludwig because the opportunity yeah. that's sitting there, they might look mm. like they are not low hanging fruit, but what you know is what you know. You know, yeah. Ludwig knows mm. Kailita, right? Yes. He knows Lava mm. and he can speak to Uma Mawaselanga and yeah. show her the opportunity in her title deed. And that for yeah. me is where the magic lies. And you know, we go to all these conferences. They still, they, they, that, that gap is still there, right? Yeah. That gap is still there. We bumped into each other at a conference. I was glad you brought it down and I could see that you are relatable, but not, right? <laughs> so and it's, it's, it's a <laughs> very interesting model. Relatable. Yeah. yeah. It, it but was, because he yes. knows who he's talking to, Brian was doing yeah. such a great job of showing what PropTech does. So this, this is yeah. amazing. This is amazing. Yeah. It's all about... Uh, wow. We obviously wanted to put food on the table for ourselves and our families. But uh, yes. by so doing, we, because it is really what we do on a daily basis, we realize we're not just selling property. We yeah. are educating yes. the clients that we meet. 
and this Thank is you. knowledge yes. knowledge that will help them and their families and i think yes. because of that we obviously started with very uh, little money to help our operation get off and wow. we've been we've been in existence and making it till now because a lot of the people i work with are repeat clients i think because they also appreciate the fact that not only did we sell them or help them buy or sell something but we first of all sit yeah. and get to understand what's brought what them to where they are what their goal is yes. try and give them advice from that point or onwards and try yes. it. there's a difference between which is why i do not and with all due respect to yeah. the industry but the term estate agent comes with a lot of negativity when people are it asking does. you what it is that you do i, I tend does. to, to yeah. move away from calling myself an estate agent because i want people to come in with an open mind and realize that i'm not just about selling you selling, selling you anything. it's yeah. it's about yeah. if you were to say brian could you please sell me those bananas trust me it's yeah. going to be an odd question i'm going to ask you why do you want bananas <laughs> i've got apples i've got grapes yeah. what 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 what's your yeah. particular liking to bananas oh, i'm looking for something yeah. you know um i don't know so re- yeah. if you want something a bit refreshing then citrus fruits is probably what you should be looking at so that's yeah. exactly the first conversation yeah. i had with you is i've heard people who've come and said brian aren't to buy an investment property in santon i'm like yeah. investment property in santon are you wow. buying rented yeah. out are you going to some day live in and again after we go into a full on conversation about why they're looking to buy they've now bought two properties in joburg central or three properties I, in joburg central because they realized wow they realized that wow. they went without the right knowledge so right 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 you are not a real estate yeah. agent that's okay you are you an are educator a property psychology so oh. um, <laughs> that's a new one yeah no i'm the right, property guy that's incredible that's what it's yeah so now that you have you have one you have worked in 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 a proptech prop solution mm. company you have set up a proptech solution company you have yeah. done the job of a real estate professional and real estate uh, psychologist mm. what is your sense about about um technology in property is it going to totally replace the humans that you and i are as professionals or what what how do you see prop, uh, um technology playing out in property um yeah so one thing for sure about technology is it's here to stay i think technology so te- technology is coming in especially in the prop tech space it's coming in yeah. as a solution to okay. our way of doing things however the property will always remain something that has sentimental value for the home buyer as well as for the investor Same. right yes and, um yes. i think i'll i'll just really base it on what i've said today is yeah. nothing about my journey in property could have been replaced by technology thank nothing, you yes. that relationship yeah mm-hmm. nothing about the relationships and and the emotional um offering could have been yeah. replaced by technology because Absolutely. all that is then for laid out in how you present yourself to potential right. clients 
how you build trust with potential clients. So yeah, right. long story short, technology is maybe here to help us be a little more efficient. Yeah. Uh, help us work much faster without compromising the service delivery. But the people mm -hmm. aspect within property is definitely going to remain. If it's not it forever, it will remain for as long as I foresee. Because yeah. People, yeah. people want to deal with Brian. People want to deal with me. There's something about you as an individual that Absolutely. people get a liking to. And, and now yeah. business is evolving. It's no longer what it is that you sell. A lot of yeah. companies yeah. that have finally um, remodeled and, and, and put it out there as to why they do what they do are the guys yeah. that are really going to withstand the evolution that's taking place. It's no longer about just, I'm selling this, but it's about why yeah. you're doing that. And people are going to be drawn a little more towards you if they feel they resonate with your why. Are you, your if why. You're, doing, yeah. you're doing it for the people, you're doing it to empower people in previously disadvantaged communities. Yeah. A lot of people are really going to say, you know what, they believe what you're doing makes a difference or they, they resonate with what it is that you're doing. And trust me, you could find yourself in a competitive space with 50 other bigger brands than you, but your client base will still be solid simply because you outlined your why and not your what. You have yeah. found it. Yes. That's, that's it. That's it. And that's exactly I why. have no more to add. <laughs> the, connection, the, con the connection is never going to end. I've got one other you you know you've spoken I've about got you. one you've last question though so much <laughs> hold on Ben you've spoken so much about your business about what you do but what does property made easy specifically then offer to a client why why do business with property made easy is it technology is it the properties what is it that it offers okay so so property made easy is, um, so what we do is we like a property investment consultancy. We help our clients identify properties that will work for them in order to build wealth. So a number of people try to take it up upon themselves to, to learn how to find good deals. There's this term, this phrase that's just thrown around in the industry, good deals. And yeah. I, guess, I, I guess we break it down uh, into something more understandable to people and more comprehensible to say what a good deal is. And there's nothing yes. like a good deal that appeals to everyone. A good deal is a good deal individually. So it's about understanding each person's individual needs within property and we, we prescribe you, well, like a property pharmacist, we prescribe you with the right type of property that goes with what you're looking for. So, so mm. we, we, we go out there and we find the right type of properties for our clients, uh, bespoke to whatever needs that they do have. Wow. Uh, if, if someone is specifically looking to buy, to renovate and resell, then we know exactly what sort of properties that entails. And we find those properties on behalf of the client. And then we, we oversee the deal up until it's now in their name. If anyone is looking to build a buy-to-let portfolio, then we identify the right type of properties for them at the best possible price. 
and uh, put together all the necessary things for them to be able to to manage that portfolio. So I like. By, by necessary things, wow. it comes fully packaged with a rental management division that's going to handle your rental collection, lease administration, and you wow. just sit home and watch your money come into your account, which is probably why clients everywhere, New Zealand, uh, the UK, Bermuda, everywhere. And, and it's just Wow, Brian. Keep on telling. You literally people. just make it so easy for investors to invest with you. You know? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all, all the investor now needs to come up with is just the funding. Your yeah. only job is to go get funding means- and you guys do everything. Yeah. And you also help them with that, I bet. Yeah, we help them with the funding as well. All they just need to do oh is, my gosh. is clearly uh, clearly outline or clearly understand what it is that we feel will be best for them in terms of area and so forth. And oh. they, they go for it. I mean, some guys will say, I want to buy a property for one million. And then I, have a, I sit down with that sort of client and I say, well, perhaps let's buy four properties each at 250,000. Why? Because you... You diversify your portfolio and your risk is just, you know, a little bit less than putting all of that and injecting into one property. So it's really just about playing a strong advisory role. um, Yes. By so doing, yeah, was somewhat at least educating people out there because property is quite, uh, you you constantly just need to, to make the right decisions for you, not a lot of people in yeah. the property space, especially uh, our young, our young millennials, and actually just everyone. I feel we make a lot of our property decisions based on what everyone's doing or based on what the media yes. is. Whereas, yes. uh, if you go into it with with someone who can ask you the right questions and give you the right answers, you get closer to an answer that best suits you as a person. Wow. Wow. Okay. So Brian, you've answered everything. (laughs) Like you've answered the last question that I also had. I just want to say, this is so incredible. So my last question is, how do people who want to work with you, how do they get started? Do they, is there a website? How do you then sign up to be a client? And is it just you and your business partner? Or do you guys have agents under you that are also helping with this process? Um, yeah, so we, we've grown the team. We've got, um, we've got a team of consultants uh, in Johannesburg, in Pretoria, in Durban, and uh, in Port Elizabeth as well. Um, mm-hmm. And for anyone that wants to, to, to invest into property, uh, our website is www.propertymadeeasy.co.za. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also very uh, visible on social media channels. Uh, it's Brian Sango. And uh, I'm on LinkedIn as well. Um, so, yeah. My email address is brian at propertymadeeasy.co.za. So that's Property Made Easy, and that's really about what we can do to um, help people that are looking to enter the investment space. And then the PropTech oh, wow. company is a different company. Um, okay. Inspect. It's just an, a yeah. digital inspection solution software 
that helps any yeah. company or any individual that has to deal with a number of property inspections. Uh, they do it all through an app on their mobile phone. So we okay. went into a joint venture with a company in the UK. So we're global. Uh, I mean, our biggest client in America is Amazon. I've got clients in the UAE, wow. Saudi Arabia, Australia, New Zealand, you name it. So uh, I, I drive our, um, I'm the sales manager oh, for nice. the African region and Middle East. So that's wow. also just, okay. for me, it works pretty well because it gives me just that exposure dealing with other people within the property space in other countries. Um, mm. South Africa is a third world country. Having clients in a first world country just helps you open your eyes and clearly see maybe what journey prop tech is likely to take in your country or what the uptake will be from your consumers and so forth and so forth. Yeah. Wow. So Brian, I am super impressed and we have to bring you back for the property inspection company. So we'll bring you back okay. soon. Yeah, <laughs> In a few, uh, yeah, we'd love to have a conversation about that. I'm just cognizant of time because time. we we know that you have a webinar in a few minutes so i would love us to move on to the next segment of the show so but wow wow yeah. hey so Ooh. let's move on to the next segment of the show guys like brian is coming back onto the podcast so don't worry yourselves <laughs> <laughs> okay let's move on to the next segment on to the next segment of our show, magical feedback from our hosts, where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode. Hey, property magicians, welcome to Magical Feedback. So this is the part of the show where Mizo and I share our takeaways with you takeaways. guys. So, Wow, Misa, do you want me to start off or do you want to start Please. off today? <laughs> Please, there's so much. It's a whole library. <laughs> you go okay. ahead and start then. What's your number one takeaway? Oh, my, my number one takeaway was when Brian said, I realized that the only way to be successful was to be near. Right? Sure. And that for me is just so, so powerful. Right? Yeah. Because... Yeah. He spoke about how that actually is about brand identity. Yeah. You do what you are great at. It. Right? Yeah. And you do it to the best of your advantage in a way that yeah. works with your soul. And yeah. for me, that was it. You know, I'm yeah. like, yeah. and we've just been talking about this offline, about how <laughs> the only way for us to work is to be ourselves. To be you ourselves. don't need to be anything else. <sighs> and I think it's the same in the property journey. You do not have to ever be anyone other than who you are other as than a property you. investor. And that's why there's a strategy for every personality. So, and Brian found out that he is a person that can sell and he's got a voice and he's got the personality. And he kept showing that consistently to three different employers and he kept and it's gotten him the jobs that he got. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's a lovely takeaway. My yeah. number one. Mm -hmm. My number one. <laughs> so, so much. 
my number one is what he spoke about right at the end then when he said <clears throat> at 21 he could have already owned a property but he went and limited his dreams based on how the world views him. I'm sure someone had been repeating to him to say, oh, you are young. No, not at this time. Don't buy property at this time. You, are young. <laughs> you, will, you will eventually own a property. And he could have just started on his own property journey. He was introduced yeah. at 19. Of course, at 20, he could have owned a property. But I can imagine the sounds around him. Yeah, the sounds yeah. around him were... Yeah are you to even own a property right and he was dwarfed yeah. by the camps bay properties and yeah. their prices and to him it just put him totally out of yes. the ballpark of being a property owner or a property investor yeah. right so it's, yeah. it's amazing how our young kids these things talk to them you know when i yeah. grew up people who had big houses were a certain color only you know we yeah. were just we were limited to yeah. those township four-room houses yeah. and then you know so that's, yeah. that's very interesting very very interesting sure yeah. Miso, what you've just said is so powerful and it leads on to my second takeaway was that Which what is, he kept saying was he didn't see people like him selling property oh and my buying God. property you Wasn't know, he talking your if story? He's yeah, talking my story, right? Also yeah. in Cape Town, right? Like I feel like yeah. Cape Town really does a number on us sometimes. Yeah, but like yeah. also in Cape Town, and he didn't see people like him owning property. So Properties. people like he yeah. would talk about property investing to yeah. uh, to his family members, to his friends, and they wouldn't mm -hmm. understand it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. they didn't get what he was talking about. But then, like, he moved into a space where you could see people like himself owning property. And yeah. he realized that there were opportunities there, right? Absolutely. And I feel like the power of representation again, but also yeah. just like how incredible it is that he found opportunities in places where he had been told that, the inner city, you'll yeah. get shot, you'll get killed. It's only the worst, right? I know. And I he left. <laughs> right? When he left Zimbabwe, that's what his mom told him. You must never, yeah. ever, ever find yourself in Hillbrow, right? You're going to get killed there. Yeah. yeah. And that's where property yeah. investment happens. That's where the cash flow yeah. properties are. Mm. And there you are, right? Oh, that is, that is such a sweet one, Ben. Yeah, I had forgotten how he had put it. So yeah, my takeaway, oh, my takeaway number two is how um, Brian kept being himself, showing up in a certain way that people could recognize the true sense of who he is, right? There he was as a cleaner. He yeah. must have done something as a yeah. cleaner for him to be approached to say, come, yeah. put on an apron, and today you are going to be the waitron. Charm the, the guests, whatever you do. Mm. And then there he was again. This couple that he used to eat at this particular Woolworth invited him into yeah. his first real estate job. They recognized him. People keep recognizing him 
you know, something yes. about him that he gives yeah. to the world. It is, you know, this yeah. was not even about property. But for me, yeah. it's such an important, incredible thing that I have, I have lived my yeah. life with invisibility then lots and lots of yeah. times. I, I was, you know, I've never wanted to be called a certain name or called by my title because yeah. I wanted to stay in the background. I'm just imagining how it would have been if, yeah. you know, if I had been my true self from the beginning. Yeah. The yeah. podcast when I'm 20, right? Be my true self yeah. and speak. Because yeah. by that time, I knew that I could speak. But all I wanted to do was yeah. be silent because people had yeah. silenced me, right? That yeah. is it's special. This is very special. Yeah, but I think just to write on that, just to comment yeah. that we see this, you and I talk about this a lot. We When we yeah. ask our um, some of our guests, especially black women, to come on the podcast. There's the sense oh, of yes. <gasps> having done enough. So invisibilizing ourselves because yeah. we don't know who we are. So, so yeah. powerful, right? That sometimes yeah. just showing up as you yeah. are is enough. We are enough yeah. as we are, we right? Are. We don't have to be extra, even as just a waiter. Brian yeah. got this incredible oh, opportunity. Imagine. You know, just Imagine. amazing. So the, my final takeaway was just this thing that, you know, like in life, if you trust the inner guidance and what you oh, okay. are seeing, and we don't talk enough about this, right? Okay. Your internal wisdom will take yes. you so far. Like yes. Brian just trusted that dream that he had to go to Cape Town. Imagine. You know, right. just on a dream, he trusted that. And he went. He knew no one. And yeah. he kept like, you know what he made me think of? The alchemist. Yeah. You know? Yes, it it's is. Like it, is. Just, it is. Oh, it, yes. It's just the dream. Like, it you're is. literally just going with that. And yeah. sometimes that's all that you need to do. And what yeah. he did was he took every available step that was available, right? Every right. door that he got, he didn't question. He was like, oh, okay, now we're going right today. Yeah. Right, that's the opportunity that opened up. And every opportunity led him closer to something that he didn't even envision. So Absolutely. it just reminds me to trust your gut and trust Absolutely. what is showing what up is for showing you, up. where life is taking you, trust the journey. Yeah, that was oh my, my key gosh. takeaway. Yes, I like that takeaway. I like I I wouldn't have put it quite that way then. I there is one takeaway that I know we keep repeating about property is a relationship business. When you get into property, you are getting into a relationship business. Watch what Brian has done. The person that took him from Woolworths, he still maintains yeah. the relationship at Woolworths right? Because yes. he wanted to work at Woolworths still on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. And who is Brian in company with right now at Property Made Easy? He is with Ludwe, who he used to work with. He was doing the Joburg and Ludwe was doing the Pretoria um, yeah. segment of this prop tech company that they both worked at. That tells you mm -hmm. relationships. And I think the yes. one person that, repeat, that kept repeating about 
who trusts you and how they trust yeah. you was witness in episode 37. Yeah. He spoke a yes. lot about relationshiping and relationships. Yes. And I really, really love how you can see in property, there's no other way. You need yes. to be forming those relationships because these yes. are big emotional assets. Big mm. monies are spent and 150,000 for a flat for someone who comes yeah. from where we come from. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Right? It's but a lot of money. Ent- yeah. They entrust it with Brian, even without yeah. him seeing the property. Now he even sells yeah. to international people who are sitting in the diaspora or whoever they, wherever they are sitting. Mm-hmm. Because he is able to form relationships and trustworthy relationships. I'm I'm so warmed oh. by this podcast. I can't I can't get over how we thought we were going to ask certain questions and it ended up being whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you the truth though? Yeah. I didn't even download those questions. I didn't have them on my phone when you were asking for them. I just had this feeling that we would not be using them today. That's why I was so happy to be like, change of questions, because I didn't have them in front of me. I was just but like... Said, <laughs> I, had them, I had them on WhatsApp because you sent them, but he, you know, that's just how it is. He, he directed this and whatever directed this podcast, directed it in the way that he did. So it's an, yeah. it's an amazing, amazing podcast. We're going to have to have Brian back because he needs yeah. to give us what, um, when I met him, he was about yeah. tech and, you know, he yeah. loved, loves it. And he has, he has evolved from a cleaner to a business owner, a prop, prop tech business <laughs> owner. Like, come on. Oh, it's so beautiful. So let's move on to the next segment of the show. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you. Now on to the journey to magical expansion, where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest. Hey guys, so welcome to the next segment of the show. On this segment, we ask our guests the same five questions that we ask every guest. So this is the journey to magical expansion. And as usual, I'm going to have Mizo start us off. So Mizo, go. Let's go. Um, Brian, so you've had an interesting journey. Was there any particular book that... Um, changed your life. It can be a property book, book, fiction, non-fiction that you would that you would point out as one book that really had an impact on you. Yeah. Um, look, I, I mean, I know a number of people um, have these very interesting books that they always share and say, "Ah, oh, the book by." <laughs> Robert Kiyosaki, they're good books and um, yeah, good books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but what was you know, yours? Personally, for me, um, I, I think because I, I realized that one's individual person is really what sets you aside from anyone else, I think it was just me and my understandings of the Bible and its teachings that kept me grounded yeah. and kept me being a firm believer. All right, dear. So yeah, that's my book. We like that. 
Uh, like that. I think yeah. my, our third guest who, 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 states, who stated the Bible yeah. is the main book. Yeah. Or maybe the fourth, Mizo. Yes. Like I think, because I know it was Stuart, I know it was Candace, and I know it was Nigel, and now Ubergen. it's Brian. And oh, it's Ubergen. Nigel. It's Nigel. Which, which Candace yeah, did was we Nigel. have? Uh, we had the Candace, Candace that you know. Oh, yeah. Candace so, yeah. So we actually <laughs> have our properties. We uh, we list them on, on their website. Oh, uh, wow. Because she also deals in... Yeah, yeah, yeah she's been so trying... Got a good relationship with them. <laughs> yeah, That's so it. I promised Candace that when I get back to South Africa, I will do a speaking engagement. And she's held me to that. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's go. We've yeah. got time constraints. Yes. So mm. what keeps you inspired, Brian? Uh, what keeps me inspired is just, I think, my goals, looking at other individuals in the space that are doing what it is that they love doing, and just yeah. looking at someone and seeing that it's possible keeps me going, keeps me, keeps me inspired. And I just wake up each morning and try to give it my best. Yeah. Okay. Mm, That's awesome. Wow. And is there anything you wish you had known before embarking on this journey? Do you look back and think, I wish I had known that when I was 19 or when I was 18? Do you have such? Um, I wish. Yeah, I think when I was 19, I wish I had known that um, you're never too young to do anything. Uh, sometimes, mm. sometimes you get so many people that keep your... So as young people, you somewhat give... You limit your dreams and aspirations because you think you're too young to, to go for them. And yeah. um, so at 21, yeah. property ownership maybe was not even something that I looked at as a possibility. Why? Because I thought I was 21. Yeah. And meanwhile, you can yeah. own property at 21. And perhaps had I known that then, I would have owned a property much sooner. So it's just not yes. limiting myself based on limitations that the world tries to put on you. You don't need multiple degrees. You don't need to be a certain mm. age. You don't need to be from a certain place to be able to do what oh. you want. I wish I'd known. Oh, wow. That. I oh. love this so much. So, I like that. I, what do you think you still need mm -hmm. to learn in property? Um, well, I, I, I strongly believe I'll never get to a point where I know absolutely everything. So, what I mm. think I need to learn is just better ways of doing what I'm currently doing in property. Um, yes. Continuously keep an eye out to different markets, different trends, and stay ahead of it all. Um, so, if yeah. there's anything that I need to yeah. learn, what's, what's the word? Adaptability, just to keep that yes. strong. Yeah. 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 You need wow. to evolve. You need to evolve with the times. And the last okay. question on the magical expansion, Brian, is there a resource that you want people to? To know about that you use daily um, in property, a book, a resource, a software, an app, even yours is fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, a resource that I use daily would probably be uh, the Real Estate Investor Magazine. 
Uh, why? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. a number of people within the space are regularly interviewed and they write uh, pieces on there that touch on a number of topics within the real estate space. It's, oh, it's often very uh, informative. I actually yeah. I, think yeah. I, I had a column on prop tech in March, if not April. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. To do a p to write a piece on it, so yeah, I think that's that's a good platform to keep an eye on because they will always address different trends from new startup businesses within the property space to uh, how to navigate COVID nineteen, you name it. So that's that's a good yeah, platform. awesome. Wow, this is awesome. amazing. Is so amazing. Brian, <laughs> you've already given us your contact details, um, but just it doesn't repeat. hurt to give them a second time, right? Oh, yeah. So just repeat again how people can get hold of you. Okay, so um, uh, I'm Brian Sango um, on LinkedIn. It's Brian with an I, Brian Sango on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. For those of you on Facebook, I'm also on Facebook as well. Um, yeah. My email address is brian at propertymadeeasy.co.za. Um, yeah. I'm more than happy with anyone contacting me via WhatsApp as well. 071-064-1453. And yeah. hopefully still contemplating a YouTube channel. I'll, I'll see. Wow, <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> like, like you guys said, it's a lot of work. Okay? So no, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe just being invited. You know, I'm, I'm, one thing about me is I say we all need each other. So let those yeah. who are doing good at something continue doing it and let's rather support yeah. and feed into that. We don't really need yeah. everyone to be replicating the same thing. So perhaps let me just continue yeah. doing what I'm doing. And then <laughs> whenever I'm oh, invited you, you, to... You definitely to speak people, like me. Definitely yeah. <laughs> I honestly, if it's, mm-hmm. it, you can't be in everything, right? Yeah. So I get what you're saying. My whole thing is I'm just like, I only have so much energy in a day, right? So I can only focus on one day on this particular thing that I'm great at. So yeah, mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. Absolutely. Wow. So Misa, do you have anything to add or can well, we say goodbye to all the property magicians? Let's say goodbye to the property magicians. But Brian, thank you so much for honoring the appointment. I, I know I made a date with you a long time ago. But yeah. exactly. I thought you'd forgotten about me. No, not. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> not at all. And, but you gave me more than what I thought. What I, the brief that I had given to Vagile and what, what transpired today at totally different because I mean at the property yeah. conference I really was impressed at how you put prop, uh, a technology with property together and mm. I thought this was going to be but you know thank goodness you are going to have to yeah. come back here yeah, yeah. No, okay wow. thank you so much for your for the work that you do yeah. in property um it is it is exactly where our hearts are we've placed yeah. our property space and our podcast in exactly the same same agenda that you've yeah. got so thank you again yeah so thank, thank you, you so much brian and yeah. thank you so much property magicians for showing up today um, we really, really appreciate it. Keep sharing the podcast. This is just incredible. Yeah. Thank you. 
Awesome, guys. See you next week. Cheers. Thank you for joining us for the Property Magicians podcast. Please share this episode with your family, friends, and even strangers. If you find this valuable, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and Podbean station. Or better yet, subscribe to our mailing list at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com and receive our complimentary Creating Intentional Wealth ebook. Also, join the conversation on Facebook in our Facebook group. Just type in Wealthy Money Magicians, answer the questions and join the Facebook group. Let's have a conversation about money and all things property related. Thank you once again.